This is OG Jess Peachy calling from Pittsburgh, PA, and I'm hooked on bonnets. Here's a little podcast that must be heard. From the hood to the verbs, you can catch the word. DJ Bonix will turn it out. Hit you with the vibe you should know about. From the net to the block, it's time to rock. Let's get hooked on Bonix. Show me what you got. All right, Hooked on Bonix, the podcast. Yay, episode four. Ooh, ooh, we made it. There's like four karate kids. I think there's about to be four Jurassic Parks. Is there, is there four of them? Uh, we made it to four episodes of Hooked on Bonix, the podcast. And as this journey unfolds, I'm starting to figure out, you know, uh, the convenient things about having a podcast and the inconvenient things about having a podcast. I mean, literally just, you know, uh, trying to find each episode uh, to, to come together, the guests, and to kind of have a, a theme wrapped around it. Uh, while intertwining that with, like, you know, the Daily Hustle has been definitely an adventure. And I'm super excited about this episode. Uh, it's a very special episode, which I pretty much say about every episode, because every episode is special. Uh, I got it, this episode is about the ladies and these three ladies on my podcast, you know, I have a very special relationship with them each and for me to see each of them kind of blossom in their career and, uh, pretty much like, you know, be the, the next up, be the upcoming, be the now of what they do in the career is amazing. And, you know, recently I've been like looking for inspiration. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who, um, you know, if my friends are are doing amazing things, like it really it really impacts me uh, very much because I'm always like, wow, how am I so lucky enough to have these people in my life where they're affecting so many people and their lives and changing, and you know, to watch their uh, their uh, careers unfold has just been an amazing thing. Um, so, first of all, we have the lovely I Justine. I have a great interview with I Justine in this podcast episode. If you don't know who I Justine is, she has like over a half a billion, half a billion views on her YouTube channel. She's from Western Pennsylvania. She basically calls herself the internet. She is an Apple geek, Steve Jobs psycho fan, uh, and she's just an innovator. And she's, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to really tell you what she does without her explaining it and how she got to where she'd be but the bottom line for her is that she was able to take literally this idea of uh you know doing videos that she was just doing in her backyard and you know has and I don't know has just taken it out of this world she's definitely a pioneer in this whole like youtuber internet um and she has a book coming out June 2nd. And I got to sit down with her not too long ago to talk about basically her whole journey, how she got to where she is. And, you know, and I mean, when you're writing a book, that's that's pretty serious. So we're going to hear from I Justine. Very inspiring stuff. Also, later in the show, I have the lovely, lovely Joy Taylor. Now, if you haven't heard of Joy Taylor, she's also a product of Western Pennsylvania. But you can hear her daily on a morning sports show in Miami on the Zazzle and Joy morning show on FM 104.3 The Ticket. Yes, she co-hosts a morning sports show. And she does way more than that. Uh, And I'm super proud of her because one day she told me, she's like, hey, I want to host a uh, sports radio show years ago. And she's doing it now. And she's making such an impact in the Miami area. And she's going to tell us a, a great story about when her personal life and her professional life kind of come together 
Uh, and, you know, uh, she talks about one of the biggest stories in sports in the past year, uh, the Ray Rice um, incident, and how that kind of affected her. And because she wanted to put herself out there and be honest about her own personal life, how that ended up affecting a lot more people. A uh, really dope story by Joy Taylor. Uh, but before we started off, before we get to I, Justine, before we get to the lovely Joy Taylor, I went to high school with this girl. Her name is Mora Manzo. And if you don't know Mora Manzo, you might not. But if you're in the yoga community, you might hear of Mora Manzo. Now, Mora is a yogi. She has her own uh, school that she teaches at. Kind of crazy. She's traveled around the world, Nepal and South America, to kind of keep you know, broadening her experiences with yoga and, and learning. And uh, her her story about how she got there. Now, you guys out, some of you guys out there, you might not know what your path is. um, And you don't know where things take you. Now, if I were to tell Mora in high school, or even just a few years before she tried doing yoga, like, hey, Mora, you're going to grow up and you're going to be a yoga teacher. She might have, she might have, uh, you know, laughed at that, but it's changed. I've took a bunch of her classes. We've collaborated on some events, uh, and Mora Manzo is about to tell you a story about how she kind of found yoga, but it was in a very, very interesting place where you would not think. Ladies and gentlemen, Hooked on Bonics, the podcast, episode four, all about them ladies. Get to know all three of these ladies. They're the cream of the crop. Uh, They're the top of their craft. And getting better. Uh, and I'm so happy to call them friends. If you're looking for some inspiration, if you're wondering, uh, you know, what is meant to happen in your life, uh, hopefully these ladies can kind of share their experiences with you. Let's get it started with the lovely Mora Manzo. Hi, my name's Rasmus from Hamburg, Germany, and I'm hooked on Bonics. So, about uh, nine years ago, I was going through a quarter life crisis. I was 25 years old. I was waitressing and bartending. I had a college degree that I was doing nothing with. I was smoking a lot and drinking a lot and uh, really just wandering around like a lost puppy dog. And uh, after a, a bad breakup, I really started just coming to the realization of what am I doing with my life and how did I end up here? And this is not the path that I want to be on. I am meant for more than this. I am capable of more than this and I want to be more than this. And so I started making a lot of changes in my life, uh, changing jobs. I went back to school for holistic health and, um, started to do a lot, a lot of searching and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I wanted to be. I just knew it was anywhere but here. And in that searching, I, you know, there were some, there were some dark moments and, I, I found myself at times on my knees and I found myself at times um, more confused than not and really just begging, praying for a way out, for an answer. And that answer came in the uh, most unexpected of ways. And what happened changed the course of my life forever. And I, I don't know where I would be today if this hadn't if this event hadn't taken place. So I, what happened was I watched my, um, I watched my uh, apartment burn down. I was uh, waitressing in a restaurant and 
my boss came into the restaurant and said, hey, there's a fire. And I lived in town and I was curious um, in a like a gossipy, nosy kind of way and was like, oh, where's there a fire? And I walked out of the restaurant and I walked out of the restaurant. Uh, he was running down the street around the corner towards me going more at your apartment. And I ran up to the corner and turned my head and I watched um, flames fly, burst windows out of my apartment, rolling flames. And it looked like a bomb went off. And I had, I had just been in that apartment 10 minutes ago. And I dropped to my knees in a very, um, it wasn't dramatic because it was real, it was happening, but it was like what you would imagine you would see on, on TV. I dropped to my knees and was gasping and oh my Godding and, and wailing. And I watched as the town watched me watch everything that I owned go up in flames. Every love letter, every diary entry, every picture, every artifact from travels, all my clothes, just all of these things that were a part of my life, that, de de that were part of my story that defined me, go up in flames, burnt to the studs, everything gone, everything except for the clothes, clothes on my back. And it was devastating, and it was traumatic, and it was horrible. But very quickly after that fire, and, and, you know, maybe even the day of that fire, I knew there was this voice in my head that said, well, you've been praying for a way out. You've been asking for a fresh start. Here you go. I knew that there was something bigger at play. It didn't make sense. I didn't understand it. It was still horrible. But I just knew, right? And so what happened after that Three days later, while I totally credit the fire as being this, uh, a moment of divine intervention, it's what it led me to next that really catapulted me quickly into my purpose. Three days later, I walked into my first yoga class. I never would have gone to that yoga class. I don't know. Maybe I would have. But three days later, I went to a yoga class because I knew that I needed to deal with some of the grief that I was experiencing. And where I was in my life at that time, a lot of people were telling me I should try it. And I walked in and I took this class and I had a cathartic experience where I was in a twist and I don't even know what the teacher said, but the tears just started rolling down my face. And I knew that I was releasing the pain and the trauma of the last couple of days, but I knew that I was perhaps releasing the pain and the trauma of years of things that I had been holding on to. And it was a monumental experience for me. And I like to tell the story and say, and then the rest is history because those who are listening to me tell the story usually know the rest of the story. But for those of you listening, you might not. So what happened was this. I dove deeply into the practice of, of yoga for the next two years and I started working at a yoga studio. I became the director of that studio. We went on to win awards. After two years of studying yoga, I became a certified teacher. Very quickly after becoming a teacher, I started teaching full-time, which is a real rarity. Um, it worked for me. It worked well for me. It worked quickly for me. And it was because I knew that I was exactly where I needed to be. And it was in my purpose. Three years before that, if you told me I was going to become a yoga teacher, I would have said, you're out of your effing mind. Why would I ever do that? That studio that I was managing just recently in this last year, um, I have reopened as my own studio with a partner and a dear friend. 
And it is no doubt that I am exactly where I need to be doing exactly what I should be doing and exactly what I want to be doing, creating community, helping people heal, helping people be inspired to live their most passionate, authentic life, helping people move through their own muck and their own junk to step into what I believe is the miracle of life. I truly, truly, truly believe that every single one of us, uh, us being here, us having uh, been gifted life is miraculous. The fact that we're even alive is miraculous. The fact that for some of us listening, for a lot of us listening, have the privilege, the choice, the opportunity um, to do what we wish with our lives is amazing. And how dare we not harness that opportunity? How dare we not step into that privilege and uh, to to take advantage of it in a way that is responsible, in a way that uh, supports and empowers others to do the same thing. And so, you know, if I had, if I have any sort of parting wisdom for people, it's this. There is something out there, uh, whatever you call it, the universe, the laws of nature, God, there's something out there that has a bigger plan for you and your precious life. And so when life throws us curveballs and when life kicks us in the ass and when we find ourselves down on our knees again and again and again, perhaps it's because the universe has your back and the very thing that you lost and the very thing you're sobbing over and heart-wrenched about wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Or, or maybe maybe not even that, but you've outgrown that and there's something bigger ahead for you. There's another door that's opening. And if we can follow that, right, the signs, the symbols, the guides, you know, we follow our heart, we follow our intuition, perhaps then we can step into a life that is really just beyond our wildest imaginations with uh, joy and pleasure and fun and abundance and sustainability and prosperity and, and, you know, all of these things, love, 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 all of these things that we all so deeply crave that at times, right, are counterculture, that are against the grain of how we were raised or what we're supposed to be doing. But who made those rules? Who said we have to follow those rules? Follow your own rules. Stand up for yourself. Get your own back, right? And and just go for it. We have one blessed chance here on this planet to do what it is that we are meant to do, to do what it is that we love. And again, like for those of us listening, to have the opportunity and privilege to actually chase a dream, go for it. And go for it for all the people that don't have the opportunity, the privilege, the resources to do that, right? And when we do that, right, when we elevate ourselves to that level, we change the energy. We change the energy of everybody around us. It's addictive. It is contagious, right? And when we change the energy of those around us and our families and our communities and inspire and empower them to do the same thing, right? Encourage them to chase their dreams, to go after what they want, right? It, it ripples. It ripples out and out and out and out. And this kind of energy, right, uh, is going to be the thing that changes the world. And if you're lost and you're confused and you don't know where to start, just start somewhere. Go for a hike out in nature. Maybe go to a yoga class to change my life. Maybe it'll change yours. Do something that makes you feel good, right? Because when we follow that feel good feeling, the rest is history, right? 
So do it. It's scary. It's fearful. Take the leap. You'll find your wings. And I promise you, your life will be forever changed for the better. Good luck. If that's not yoga teacher advice, then I, I don't know what is. Big shout out to Mora Manzo. Make sure you check her out. Uh, follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Mara Manzo, M-A-U-R-A-M-A-N-Z-O. Also, check out her website for her yoga home. It's OurYogaHome.com. Super inspiring stuff there. Uh, don't forget, you can email me at bonicsmusic at gmail.com. If you want to email your drop or if you have any questions, say hello or share a story, comments, questions, feel free to hit me up. Once again, at bonicsmusic at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, we got Joy Taylor coming up. But right now, I have the lovely I Justine, uh, and I'll let her introduce herself. If you don't know who she is, get to know her. She has a book coming out June 2nd. Pretty crazy. I, I have friends that write books. That's wild. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely I Justine. I'm I Justine, and you're listening to Hooked on Bonics. Hooked on Bonics. The podcast continues with our very, very special guest. Her name. Can I call you Justine or I Justine? Or what, what do you prefer? I mean, you can call me whatever. I mean, I guess Justine is fine. Just Justine, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, how Ooh, are you? I, I'm doing great. How are you? We're out here in uh, Los Angeles. You're out here in Los I'm Angeles. In, and why is it cloudy out here? It's kind of crazy. It's, it's nice. Cold. It's a little overcast. Sometimes we really enjoy these days because we can, you know, go outside and get a tan and it won't be too hot. All right. So I'd like for my guests to kind of introduce themselves a little bit. Um, if for, and there's probably like a ton of people out there who don't know who you are. I'm even though there's like a ton of people who do know who you are. <laughs> uh, introduce yourself. Uh, you know, yeah. Do, I want to know how you feel about okay. yourself. So my name is Justine, and I've been on the internet for a very long time. And actually, Botics and I took a road trip once to New York right. while I was live streaming. Right. My, We're going to talk so, about okay, that. Okay, I all just right, yeah, right. everybody needs to know because this right. is the best story ever. Right. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm just really passionate about the internet. I love technology, and I just. I never knew what I was going to do when I was growing up, and somehow I fell into a job that I feel like we all sort of created, so it's interesting. So, all right, I'm going to speak generally on just the things that I know that I, Justine, has accomplished from when... So, you're actually from a little town outside of Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah. Are it's called Washington. Okay, yes, well, okay Washington, you're from Washington. PA. All right. Uh, and uh, you're now you're in Los Angeles. Over half a billion views, uh, almost half a billion views, or would you say half a billion views on, on the internet? You've I've seen you travel the world. Um, you were on The Price is Right. Oh, my gosh. Twice. Yes. Twice. Amazing. Once as a, as a contestant and the other time recently as a guest model. I mean, you've been to, like, uh, Greenland or Iceland, and you've, I mean, you were on, I'm a big fan of SVU. You're on SVU. Like, I mean, and, and the very first time that we kind of, like, so we knew each other in Pittsburgh. Let me bring it all the way back to Pittsburgh real quick. And I think we met through MySpace, actually. Yeah, because that's where I met pretty much most of my friends. Right. And even in the city, too. I mean, like Mikey and Big Bob originally met them right. from MySpace. Mikey and Big Bob are, are a radio show in Pittsburgh who, you know, they're pretty much legendary. Yeah. I, me, all three of us started in Pittsburgh at the same time, uh, me, Mikey, and Bob. So it was kind of interesting, you know, just how big they've gotten in Pittsburgh and everything. But let's go back to, I met you on MySpace. I don't really know how. And I'm just assuming that you knew me through just because I was on the radio at the time. Yeah. Um, but you really did at the time. <laughs> 
on your MySpace have pictures with like your with your iPod and uh, your computer. And what, I, this thing was super interesting about you. I, I, it's weird because if anyone's listening right now, they still haven't figured out what the hell you do yet. I'm not even sure either. Yeah. So if you guys can figure it out, let me know. I mean, that's why it's so weird because like this job that I have didn't exist. Like this was not something that. I mean, people now aspire to be YouTubers right. or like internet right. content creators, but that wasn't a thing. Okay, before. so there, there's a good way to say it. like you, I mean, are, are a YouTuber and an internet content creator, and you were actually, you know, I think one of the first videos I seen you do, which is, is it still on the internet? Is you jumping around in in your backyard as a Ninja Turtle? And it's I'm like a huge Ninja there. Turtle fan. It I'm like still there, yes. massive Ninja Turtle, Donatello fan. Uh, and Michelangelo, you're He's Michael. Cute. Of he course, likes pizza. of course, mainstream. <laughs> like, I mean, we all love pizza. But what's interesting about this is that you took, man. There's just so much that 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 like you you. There's just so much I feel like, and it's hard to have a, a place to jump off at. So let's start with one of the the things that made you kind of get to the like your first video that went viral, which is back in the day the iPhone first came out. It's the first iPhone, yeah. And you're super fanatical about Apple products, uh, and and that's because I guess one of your aunt has g- gave you uh, an Apple computer. I read so you have a book coming out which do, we'll talk yeah, about. It's all good. Um, so let's let's go back to the Apple. I, this is crazy because there's so much there's so much that you've accomplished and done, but it's like and now you're at like a jump off point where you can just kind of do anything you want. So the Apple, explain the Apple phone, uh, the Apple, so, the viral video that went viral. So it's kind of crazy because when the first phone came out, I mean, I was working as a graphic designer, video editor. I just quit my job. I was like, uh, what am I going to do with my life? I have no idea. And so I got this offer from this company to fly out to the Mall of America and cover the iPhone launch. So I went to the time. I couldn't even buy the phone. So I was like, well, I don't have any money. I can't buy this. So thankfully for them, they ended up sending me the phone after I got back from covering the launch. And this is when Twitter was first sort of... It's, it's like the beginning of Twitter. You so, got me to sign up for Twitter, oh, which is crazy, you know, right? Because you were like, just sign up for it. A friend of mine did it, and I was like, okay, and I yeah. did it. And then like, I was like, oh man, Justine. Like a year later, <laughs> people were starting to use Twitter, and I was like, well, Justine signed me up. So when I do see that my account started in 2007, I'm all like, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, mine started. It was a 2006, I think I first joined, and then Twitter was all about text messages right. so that was really huge for them because they that's why it's 140 characters well this is weird i don't know if this is weird you're the only and i'll show this to you on my phone right now you're the only person that i still receive my text messages on twitter on twitter oh my gosh uh, i used to do like three people yeah. and then the other two kind of i just got tired but i like to just keep like i don't know i keep you on there because you're like my status quo for the internet you're just my status quo like <laughs> I I, I want to sh- actually show it to you. Oh, there, that right is there. So, so like every look, every one. Oh of your my tweets, gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Is that now. weird? No, I'm so sorry. Weird? Sometimes I tweet. Wait, no, no, much. but it's it keeps me. It, I feel like I'm connected to like the hottest thing on the end. You know, yeah. like you're always ahead of the game. So that's how I pretty much know everything that you do because it comes up as a text oh my message God, all the time. That's amazing. Right? Yeah, that's what Twitter used to be. It was right. all text messages. You could send, you could receive, you could do everything via text. Right. So I maybe sent a lot of tweets and right. received a lot of tweets. So it was over like 30 to like 40,000. On her, actually on this iPhone. Remember. We're talking about the iPhone. Yeah. Don't forget. yeah so then right. they sent this phone bill in a box. You flipped through every, I flipped through all the pages, posted it online. And then at the time, I mean, I was sort of like, what am I going to do? Because I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. And I love the internet. I loved creating content. I love just doing all this stupid stuff that I was doing online. But 
to everybody else, it was just stupid. But to me, I was like, I'm building something. I don't know what I'm doing, but I hope it's going to be awesome. And when that sort of went viral within like a couple of hours of posting it, I was like, this internet thing, there's something here. This is it. Like, okay. this is really cool. All right, so she takes this video. So we, I mean, but still at the time you're live casting, which we'll still have to get to that. Oh yeah. I was streaming my life for right. six months straight. Like this is just. This story we'll is all to over that. the and place. That's what I'm saying. It's really all over the place. But we'll, we'll start the AT&T thing. So Justine takes this video of her, like they sent her this box and it's a 300 page iPhone bill. And what's funny about your, uh, you know, so I read the, the preview for your book. And yeah. what's funny about that is that some people are like, all right, well. Twitter is so new and they're, they just can't figure out why you're texting so much, you know. But I think the real thing was, and what you brought to focus was, you know, AT&T, like, save some trees. There's no reason. But you may have been like the, do you think anyone had a bigger, fatter 300? Um, I think that some people after that all sort of like, you know, went all over the place. There right. were other people that said they had gotten sort of a similar th thing. Right. And I mean, it was crazy because it's so much wasted paper. And even now, I mean, there's no need to send this. Like, just send me an email. So let's talk about the magnitude of this, though, was that you made that video and then AT&T responded. Oh, like three days like, later, they I got changed a text, everything. I got a text on my phone. And this is what I'm talking about, about how one girl from Western Pennsylvania, you change. I mean, and you were already like doing stuff before that. Um, which I want to talk about, but just the fact that you could change a huge company like AT&T, it literally was like a text a few days later that was like, um, we're going to go paperless. Yeah, which is crazy because, I mean, that's why I love the internet. It's so powerful. And I mean, I've met some of my best friends from the internet and it's just amazing because it's all changed so much since then. And even before, it's it's crazy. I mean, we're talking. You were on CNN. I remember seeing that. You were yeah, like, yeah, it was it was everywhere, it and was I had everywhere. no idea what the hell I was doing. I'm like, why are these people calling me? And then I was getting like offers from agents and literary agents, and I'm like, why do you, I? Uh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> and, and you gotta like the lead up to this video. What kind of videos were you doing though? I mean, before we talk about the live cast, I mean, you were just doing like just interesting, like weird. Yeah, little... it was just silly stuff, just like fun little sketch videos that I would make with my friend in the office. Um, I mean, really, it was nothing that was that crazy. That was like, wow, this is really life changing. Which it's it was entertainment essentially, you know. So I guess to some people, maybe it's life changing, but so, in the grand scheme of things, not really. Um, so let's talk about just like. The one you were younger and uh, I, which is interesting about you is that like you're a girl who like just felt like just did a lot of like what normal girls wouldn't do. Right. Did you yeah. ever feel like that that alienated you from other girls or are you just kind of like, no, nah, this is what I do. And you don't really worry about. You yeah, never, I never really worried about. Like we're that talking about pogs. You said you like pogs and oh my god, loved pogs, video games, yeah. Yeah. and and I didn't think at the time like the, it was weird, but I was like, why does no one else really liked these things and I was like but I'm into it so I didn't really change like who I was would you say you were like a nerd in school for sure but like now it's cool to be a nerd so right. everyone I'm like so <laughs> jealous I'm like that's not fair because I had to be like I love Steve Jobs doing Steve Jobs book reports when I was in like sixth grade like what the heck no that's crazy no idea so um I think what uh, brought you to a lot of people's attention on the internet was the when webcasting was like you know kind of this new thing uh, Justin, is that even around Justin.tv? So Justin TV, like this is kind of crazy. Okay. Turned into Twitch TV, which was recently bought by Amazon. And oh. now there's somebody's 
cutting grass next uh, door. Right. So sorry about it's that, okay. everyone listening. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that now Twitch TV was bought by Amazon for billions of dollars. So just a small little company like that of Justin who he started this company where he had a camera on his head and right. was live streaming 24-7. Right, so at and, the time, he yeah. was live streaming 24-7. So he put a camera on his head. And so that's kind of how you basically, I think a lot of people started catching on to who you were and what you were about was that you literally wore a camera on your head. So how long was that? Six months and it was 24 hours a day? It was about six months, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was never like shower, like nothing like that. It was like super PG, like G-rated, right. nothing bad happened. But everyone's initial instinct when I tell them that now, they're like, oh, like what? Like what, web what? show or I'm whatever. I'm like, no, I was playing like a child piano and singing and dancing and being an idiot for like, you know, 24-7. And that built a lot, like a huge fan base, right? It Would did, you say? yeah. I mean, a lot of those people are still with me today and it's really really fun to see how they have grown there's actually a picture in the book of one of these girls who i think she was like 12 when she first started watching and now she's like an adult and i'm like this is weird and that's when it's kind of crazy to know like that people grow yeah, with you they do. And, and you're right right now so what how this all ties in with with me is that so we became friends on myspace somehow i just just think because in in you know when myspace was coming out like you just want to be friends with as many people as possible yeah. i guess I mean, at least from my standpoint, <clears throat> coming from a DJ. And then, like, we saw each other at the gym, <laughs> which you said was, like, the la- first that and only the, time. The that- only time I'd ever gone, well, not to the gym, but to that specific right. gym. I don't even know why I was there. Was that in, like, Shady Side or something? It was Green Tree Sportsplex. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, it was kind of awkward because I, I, not it wasn't awkward, but you were on, you were, like, on the treadmill or doing something. And I just, like, you know, it was one of yeah. those, like, you recognize someone on MySpace or whatever. Like, this is all that happening is for so the first funny. time for people, I think. And, and I was like, oh, shit, hey, how are you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we just, you know, just became friends through mm-hmm. that. And then I don't know how the opportunity came up, but... I basically volunteered myself to go to this Pepsi. What was the what was the concert? Live Earth. Yeah, Pe- I remember Bon Jovi was there. Right. I'm like sold. Right, Live Earth, and the whole the whole pitch was like, "Yo, me and Justine are gonna go to Live Earth because it was a big deal at the time." I guess yeah. there was like a bunch of concerts all over the world it happening. Was a huge show, and we drove to New York City. To live and you live casted the whole thing. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? It was it's crazy. crazy. Though. It was I so random. Moment. Like I'm just. I told my mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm. I just met this guy on the internet. We're gonna go to New York. Yeah, pretty much. It's so interesting because I remember when we got to. Uh, uh, it was at the Meadowlands or whatever. When we got there, we were like, the the camera was on your head, and you were like, oh my god, are they gonna say something? I don't know. Well, you know, there was like yeah. this whole moment of like, should you just do it? I think you just left it on your head or you might have just I think folded I might have it in your head. Yeah, like yeah, stuck in my right. purse or something. And so we actually were live casting this concert on the very top seat of, of the whole stadium. And that was like kind of my first time. But what was crazy about that was that, you know, you were carrying this little laptop with you. So you were constantly chatting. Like, So she had this camera on her head <laughs> and people were like getting upset, I remember, because I was texting while driving yes. and they were like, oh, you don't kill Justine. But I remember people looked like they saw you were walking around the streets in New York and they would like run up to you. I remember this one kid in general was like, oh, my God, I Justine. And it just blew my mind, man. It was just like a mind blowing thing where like you had a fan that saw you walking in like Times Square. Yeah. They found you. And then it was like, you know nothing about them, but they know everything about you. Well, and what's crazy is that technology then, I mean, I had a laptop, I had like a wireless card. I had a, it's a Logitech webcam. So just picture like a cheesy webcam for anybody that has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Attached to a hat. But now you can do that on your phone, like with Periscope and, and all that kind of stuff. Like it's instant and it's 
so accessible to everyone. What would you say like the best thing about live casting was and then the worst thing about live casting, which I can pretty much imagine already, but go Yeah, ahead. I mean, I think the best thing was I mean, you were never really alone, but then that was the problem is you were never alone. Like I'm one of those people that I need to be alone and just like kind of like recharge. But for six months, I mean, it was like just constantly on no privacy, no nothing. They knew everything. And it just got to the point where like you had to entertain and I just became like this person that I wasn't anymore. You How know? many people at one time you think were watching? You? I mean, there was, there was thousands at any time. I mean, there was at least a couple thousand people like all day, every day. I mean, sometimes if I was doing something fun, more people would stop in or if I would like tweet about it and tell people to watch. And a lot of times I'd get raided by like, uh, like 4chan or something. So I'd have like this influx of crazy people that were like, take off your clothes, put something in your head, do stupid shit. And right. I'm like, all right. It's got to be so okay. many perverts out there. It right? is. But yeah. honestly, I mean, there's so many amazing people and just supportive people. And it's just, it all balances itself out in the end. So, I mean, you basically took that and, you know, you took the steam of, of the of the video for AT&T and then you decided to come to LA, right? And and did you have anything lined up or was this kind of like, I'm just going to continue to make videos? I don't know how I'm and alive. were you really monetizing <laughs> off that? Like, I mean, did it like... For people who, you know, know about YouTube or not, like, I mean, was this, like, sustaining you? Like, that one video for AT&T, like, were you getting no. paid off that? No, or, or? I mean, not really at all. I mean, and thankfully, I mean, I do have, like, a graphic design background. So, I was doing mostly, like, freelance, you know, just doing, like, websites right. and graphic design stuff like that to really pay the bills. I mean, the internet thing was just like, wow, this is fun. I think there's a future here. I don't know what it is. I think it's important for people to know that, though, like, that side hustle is what keeps, like, the main hustle alive, for right? For sure. Because I think a lot of people, like, will say they have a dream. I'm sure you've had people like, oh, my God, I want to be like you. I want to be a YouTuber. Or they come to me and say, hey, I want to be a DJ. But, like, the reality is, like, this podcast, I'm not making any money no, off of it. No, it's for fun. It's for fun. Yeah. But you never know where that's going to go. And that's kind of what, you know, you got a book coming. And this is, like, why, why I think this is all timely. And I think it's crazy because as I get older, I'm like, holy crap, I know people that are writing books now and are coming out with books. But you have a whole book kind of based on your life. Even the cover, uh, you don't understand how crazy she is about Apple oh products. Like I'm even obsessed. on the cover, she has like one of the... Uh, That's the Mac Plus. That was my first computer, actually. So it's it's kind of a throwback to all of it. And this whole cover started out as a joke because I thought it would be fun just to take a few photos dressed up like Steve Jobs. Right. And then we got the photos. I was like... This is it. Like yeah, everyone says, this I mean, is, it kind of encompasses everything. Like, I mean, I've been such a huge fan of Steve Jobs for so long. I mean, granted, he's had many crazy business tactics, but as a person who really pushes people to think differently, I mean, that's how I was when I was like, younger. Like, she's crazy about Steve Jobs. I mean, um, have you ever met him? Did you ever meet him? No, there's a couple stories in there, uh, too. I, I know. mean, he knew I, you, though. Oh, I mean, he has I'm pretty sure he had a restraining order. So I uh, think that's probably why. Because it, it and kind of bringing it all back around if i saw someone making the videos that i was making about steve jobs like i just seen this right, crazy right, like right. fanatic yeah i would definitely be on a high alert if i ever saw that person so i kind of totally understand if he was afraid of me because i would be afraid does of that me. make you sad that you never got to meet him or no i don't i didn't because i i mean it's one of those things where it's like you hold these people in such high regard that if i met him i feel like it would have been a letdown i mean my only interaction was him running away from me because he saw me at apple so that's good enough for me. Aww. I was like, it's okay. We might, we made eye contact, but no, he's just, it's, I mean, the whole, I mean, Apple company and culture and, and even what Tim Cook is doing. I think it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Have you been a chance to talk to Tim Cook? No, maybe? I did. I tweeted him today though. I, I saw like, that. Just thinking I mean, about I saw you. it because it comes up on my <laughs> phone. I'm like, all right, there's I just <laughs> tweeting it. That's so funny. Um, 
Uh, it seems creepy though. I hope you don't think it's creepy no, at all. I mean, it's just, I, it yeah. just, I didn't, it's just like when we first did that, that's it's so what it did. School. It's like, so old school. Do. It's so old school. Oh, amazing. Um, I mean, I just think it's incredible in general. So can you name like just some of the, the like highlights from, from, you know, this kind of stuff you did? I mean, like we mentioned the S, you know, SVU and just, I, I just want people to hear kind of like, because of your obsession and just the joy that you know that that you were putting these videos together you were making websites <clears throat> you were uh you know making ninja turtle videos yeah. and then like like name some of the, the things that you've just accomplished for this because oh, yeah. what i think is important is that i really want my peers and and people who are listening to this to like to just hear someone kind of aim i mean it's not like you were aimless but like you did something you love and then you've, you know, and because of that, all this great stuff is happening. Yeah, and I think that's important, too, because a lot of times you even you're saying, like, well, how do I become a DJ? Look, I, it's it's a process. You know, people are like, how did this band just get this one hit wonder overnight? No, right. they have been touring. They have been selling merch. They've been struggling to get to that point. So I think it is just that sort of progression. But probably one of my favorite things is one of my favorite video games. Actually, it's a two really fun stories um i'm a huge call of duty fan like right. obsessed love this game now wait you host uh you host like a bunch of call of duty yeah. tournaments is this this like were you into it from the beginning when it came out i mean i've always loved first person shooters so when i, I used to play a lot of like pc gaming and and stuff like that and then i got into call of duty around or at least on xbox around modern warfare 2 i really started getting into it and I was in one of the commercials for Black Ops 2 with like Robert Downey Jr. And it was pretty much a dream come true. And I still think about like, this is my favorite game. And now I'm in their commercial. I saw like, you. This is amazing. Like it, I lost my mind. It still is very insane. Which, uh, which Call of Duty was it? It was Black Ops 2. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Black Ops 3 coming out soon. Very uh, excited. So do you um, work with them now? Like I Because do. they I, see... Yeah. So I work with them a lot. We've done like a Call of Duty tour. Um, we did like Australia, London, Paris. We did all of the stuff for their regional tournaments. They have like a million dollar tournament here in Los Angeles where professional Call of Duty players... They could win like four hundred thousand dollars. How good are you at Call of Duty? I'm not bad. Right. I'm not amazing because some of these kids are so talented that it's it's kind of unreal to watch them play. Now, do you find it hard to spend time playing video games and at the same time be productive? Like, how do you balance that? It's a problem because it's like my actual computer is here, and then right to the left of me is like my Xbox. I'm like, man, this is this is a struggle. Do you find a lot of girls like come up to you around the world and 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 I mean, are there a lot of girls playing Call of Duty? I mean, you're like the only girl I know who plays Call of Duty. Well, but it's it is crazy because there's so many girls that do play and i don't i don't know like why that's it's just not weird to me because it's like my friends all play it and right. i never really think oh you're a girl you're playing video games i don't think oh you're a guy you're playing video games it's like we're all just doing something that we love right i don't know it's it's very weird the whole that stigma of girl gamers it's like why does it matter it's like i just like to play i, I saw you in a, a nintendo ds commercial yes, too yes that was pretty amazing dreams oh my gosh i'm getting so excited that was amazing and um i mean being such a huge nintendo fan from like the very beginning right and i got a chance to interview mr miyamoto who's like the creator of mario of course, and of donkey kong and yeah. everything i mean i'm sitting there next to this man and i'm just thinking like when i was younger if i ever would have thought i'd be like sitting here next to him getting a chance to interview him and ask him questions and i, I like lost my mind again what it's a, like it was just crazy i mean that's crazy what was like uh what was he like he was, he was he was great and it was weird too because he did have a translator and he didn't really speak very much english but yet 
I could still sort of understand what he was like, you know, saying because I'm so familiar with like the games and 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 stuff like that. So it was very weird. So I was still sort of able to, to kind of understand and pick up that. But it was just it was really unreal. Now I'm just sitting here like thinking about how crazy it was. We played Mario Kart together. Right, right. Like I'm sitting next to the person that created Mario. Was he good? Playing Mario was he Kart. Any good? Okay, the TV was really far away, so neither none of us were really very good because we couldn't see. Right. And I was really nervous. That's pretty crazy. How I mean, I remember I'd say my first Nintendo story for years when I was like, you know, when I was younger. I was like, I want a remote control car for Christmas. Like, if I don't get a remote control car, I'm going to freak yeah. out. So I didn't get a remote control car, but they bought me a Nintendo. Oh, that's better. And, uh, you know, and now it's why I think I have glasses mm-hmm. and um, I'm a little chubby a little bit <laughs> because I spent a lot of time playing video games, uh, which I remember when I discovered the the warp zone for the first time, it was just like mind blowing. Like yeah. I called my friends, was like, oh my God, you know, if you jump on the roof of the- You the can save so much time. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time playing video games. So, I mean, let's talk about the book real quick. Um, the book's coming out at the first- June 2nd. Yeah, first yes. week of June. I'm very excited. Uh, and how, like, was this something you probably wanted to do for a while? When's the right time when you know that it's time to write a book? I think it was, I mean, I've been wanting to do it for a while and I just feel like if I would have done this five years ago, I would have left out so much stuff. So I think it's just one of those things that I want it to be something where if nobody has any idea who I am, they can still pick it up. They can be inspired and sort of learn a little bit about social media as well. Because again, I've been on it for so long. And even when you flip through, you can see like some of the tweets that I sent like back in 2006 and kind of tells that story too of like the rise of social media, how it's changed and it's just, it's really fun. Wow. How has it changed, do you think? Uh, I mean, without spilling too much. Yeah. No, use, no I'm, the book. it's, I feel like, I mean, it, it has changed because everybody's on it. Right. I mean, everybody. Everybody. Like, everyone is on it. And when I meet somebody who's not on Instagram or Twitter, I'm like, I don't know how to talk to you. Which is probably, it's not <laughs> a good get, thing. No, no, right, right, I'm right. like, I have nothing to say to you. And I just turn around or I'm like, okay, can we, can we get I you mean, on there? Do you ever there? feel like you have to, like, sometimes I'm like, man, I got to unplug. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm missing what's around me. Like, yeah. so do you have to, like, force that on yourself sometimes? Or do you? You do. I think, I feel like or you Or are just... you always on your phone? I mean, is that hard? Like, when, I mean, I guess if you, like, date someone or, like, if you're around your friends, do they just expect that of you? Or is well, it what's like. What's interesting is a lot of my friends, we all have sort of those same interests too right. so we're all sort of doing the same thing and sometimes when we are all together we're, we just sort of put the phones away because you are preoccupied with with things like that so I, I think it's just there has to be a balance balance yeah for sure and but I mean I can never not be on my phone because what if something happens I mean it is a 24-7 job and you just always have to be I guess on guard because you never know what's gonna right. happen so what do you uh so what what do you think the the next kind of uh thing next big thing or where do you think all the social media is kind of taking shape you know i think that a lot of it people are obsessed with instant you know they are um yeah. which is again a balanced thing like you know i feel like there's a generation of kids who like don't want to have that buffer you know like they where it's just instant like what, where do you think it's all going instagram twitter i mean you know, MySpace obviously phased out. Like, is Twitter going to still stick around? I mean, Instagram, like, how do you feel about all that? I don't know. I mean, I think the platforms are going to have to change. And I mean, every day new things are popping up and it's like this distribution that kids have and everybody has. Like, you, you can make an app tomorrow and you're like, guess what? This has the power to be the next right. thing because there's so many other distribution methods that everyone can be like, all right, I just decided I'm going to start using this now and hopefully you can bring everybody over. But it, it is instant. And the live aspect of like Periscope, 
I mean, that's changing everything. Like, especially right. Periscope is this uh, a, app a, where you can just feed where, wherever you're at. Can you, you just, explain it better? Yeah. So it's the, I know Meerkat was another thing that people were really into, but it's basically you just push a button and you're live. And it was kind of crazy when they had the fight last a couple weekends ago in Vegas. People were periscoping the fight, which had a quicker feed than like HBO did. So people were watching people's periscope feeds from the fight and not even, you know, buying the stream or whatever. What's that makes it different from like what live, you know, live casting like you were before? It's just the same exact thing. But the technology. It's in your phone. And it's all so quick. And it's kind of scary because I think we're going to see a lot of things happen through other people's eyes, essentially. Um I don't know. It's, John Malkovich. <laughs> I mean, it's but it's crazy because like I just earlier today I was watching my friend drive in the car talking on Periscope Live like to people like it's just it is very crazy. And I think that's why YouTube is also in a weird place, too, because it's not fast enough. Right. Like people want this content now. Right. They don't necessarily care if it is like 4K or HD or crazy quality. It's like if you're conveying a message that somebody can relate to, they want it however you can get it. Right. I, I like to say, uh, you know, I you have to sacrifice perfection for consistency because mm-hmm. that's, you know, people are more worried less about the things that are shiny and just like, you know, be able to consume, consume, consume. Yeah. And everything is now on your phone. I mean, we're sitting in front of a TV that I don't ever turn on unless I'm playing Mario Kart. <laughs> but it's, right. it's like, I watch everything on my phone. I watch it all on my computer and I think everything has to be just accessible wherever you are. So, um, the, I want to talk about uh, the 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 kid out there who, who's just like you, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, um, who wants to kind of do what you're doing or like. I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of like people just want to be yeah. famous, which is two different things. Whether you want to be famous or actually like make an impact in people's lives, like. So, what would you tell uh, you know a kid or a young lady like you? who, you know, maybe into techie stuff or, or wants to kind of pursue all the things that you, that you've done, what would you I tell mean, them? Honestly, this job probably won't exist in 10 to 15 years. So you might want to aspire to do something similar and you're going to make your own job. I mean, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in 10 to 15 years. And I think living this sort of lifestyle, you can set a goal, but that goal is going to change. So for me, I've never really set an actual goal of doing anything. I just want to do something and have fun doing it and kind of, <laughs> so, I mean, it's so, it's so it's silly, but it's, it's like, silly. you're a pioneer in this whole, like, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, like it's things crazy. change so quickly. So it's like, you can't be f- like fixated on one single thing because that thing might realistically not be attainable. And if you're so fixated on that, you might miss out on so many amazing other opportunities. So it's like, just have fun and survive and be nice to people i don't know i'm not really sure it's just right i mean it's funny because like you kind of made all this up on the way yeah and, and i think that's just great and it's still no do. way to put it in a bottle like what do you really do like it's just like everything know. you know it's, you it's do a everything. lot of stuff and it's, it's hard because i still shoot edit almost all my own stuff and it's a lot of time like juggling that and then traveling and trying to finish this book which thank god is it is finally over right. you, you know what's the most difficult thing i would say recording the vo to do the audiobook was more difficult than writing it did you have to read your own I vo did it was wow. crazy like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm reading this entire book and you have to like stay with a very sort of like audiobook tone it was rough it was struggle um it's pretty amazing so i justine an analog memoir Yay. you could 
find out all about her humble beginnings. I, I hope to have you on again because I feel like that there's just mo- a million things that I, that are going to happen to you then, and a million questions that I'm going to ask you again. But uh, you know, I really just wanted people kind of to, to to get to know who you are because I think people are 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 <clears throat> you know, first of all. I spend so much time in Western Pennsylvania. I think the people back in Pittsburgh yeah, and Pennsylvania in general, you know, I think that uh, that they need to know who you are. You know, you're you're definitely like a leading lady in, in what you do. I think you broke down a lot of barriers. Um, you know, I, I think there was a lot of like being techie and computery and gamey is a man's world. And I'm, I mean, you get backlash on that. Like, I, I mean, I read it, in your book, it, yeah. like some people will be like, oh, you're faking it. You don't really do that. I'm like, you know? trust me, I don't do anything I don't like to do. And right. I think that is I mean, there, of course, there's stuff you have to do. But it's like if I didn't really enjoy doing this, I would be doing something else and probably getting crap for that. Like, oh, you don't really like to do that i can't cook so that's out but i don't know it's just i just want people to have fun and just enjoy life and i mean bad things do happen but it i don't know a lot of good things happen too congratulations thank for you no, i'm Justine. so excited no, it's great and finally now I'm, I'm like checking out his setup here for the, oh, for the yeah. podcast yeah. it's pretty exciting because me and my sister have been wanting to start a podcast for so long but, i mean we had a podcast in like 2006 and now it's cool again like this is great. is it cool again it so, is cool yeah. yes well, i guess it is cool again it is you're so this is going to be my fourth episode on the podcast um so and and i like you're one of the first people that i always thought about and i just think it's special that we did get to spend that little time together it was awesome and we both kind of are in our like in our wave you know uh, i just did saturday night live a few weeks ago i saw that was amazing we're doing the billboard awards and really we, yeah we're this oh weekend which is pretty cool um but you know i think one of the pinnacles of that when you got sent to um the hangout festival in alabama and i was there performing with wiz yeah. and we were just like you know two worlds collide and I was it, like, it's what just, are we doing here yeah, no, it's, it's great you know so anybody out there i know uh, i'm not trying to romance it or anything i just think that you know um, it, for me to watch you do it is just, I'm proud of you. And Thank it's just you. like I'm every time like, I tell people about you all the time, like, oh yeah, you know, we went to, and one day I'm going to do my little TVD pick with you and, and go back to, it's to that. I have awesome. a whole bunch, like a whole folder that you sent me of pictures really? and, and <gasps> little send me some. and weird videos of uh, just us running around. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I have cool. a, the picture on my phone. I don't know if I took this, but it looks like you're on the subway. So I think it might've been from New York. It's crazy. It, it, it's been a it's been a long time coming we're all proud of you mikey and bob and oh, back in pittsburgh them. uh you know said what's up they actually mikey told me like you told them once that you know you were like they were like one of the big reasons why you started making oh, videos for sure i was like if these two dudes can be having so much fun in life and make that a career i was like well like that's exactly what i want to do and like my friend desiree like she i mean we used to make so many videos oh, desiree, together hey, desiree. Desiree Chick. um and and you know it's just it was fun i was like well, what was I, it lo- what's in your lunchbox or mommy what? packed my <laughs> I don't even know. We just really liked. We just like lunches and food, and we're like, oh, that'd be a great podcast right. name. No, we're gonna, not gonna have that for the next one. Great. So, um, just moving forward, what what do you uh, what do you expect after you know after the book? First of all, the book's gonna be crazy for you. By the way, I no, mean, it's gonna be so fun. We're doing a book tour, and I hope to do like international, and then we are working on a movie too, which is actually kind of exciting. So I just think, are you gonna star in it yourself? This no? one's gonna be a Halloween movie, so it should be out around Halloween. What about but... like TV shows or anything? Like people haven't come to you about like weird tech shows yeah. and all this stuff but it is man you know what it's a lot of that stuff is like you put so much energy into creating something that is somebody else's i'm like this is like this show took so much time i could have done 500 youtube videos in the time that i've spent sitting here waiting for them to set up lighting right. and it's one of those things where i'm like man 
I love the internet. Like I love YouTube. Like we can do it instantly. And that's just, I don't know. We'll see. Got some fun things in the works. I think that's what makes you different though from, you know, uh, just pretty face hosting sort of things that you actually can do it all. So you're not waiting on anyone. You know, you can, you, you can do what you, you can talk about. Yeah. Which is great. I'm like, I'm sure somebody else could do it better, but I'm like, I can do it faster and cheaper and it's already done by the time you've already written up the script. So amazing, amazing career. I can't wait to find out what's next uh, for anyone who wants to get a hold of you or, you know, uh, I, I, I Justine on Twitter. I just seen everywhere pretty much. And then you can check out the book. I just seen book.com and yay. I love you guys. Congratulations. I Justine, an analog memoir, June 2nd, Western Pennsylvania. Be proud. Internet, be proud. I Justine is changing the game. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yo, yo, yo. This is Man Man from Philly, a.k.a. at Man Man Philly, and I am Hooked on Bonics, my good guy. What's up, Man Man? Hooked on Bonics, the podcast continues. Big shout out to the lovely I Justine. Make sure you grab her book out this week, I Justine, an analog memoir. You can get it on Amazon.com and just look her up. Google iJustine. You're going to find tons and tons of stuff. You can see all the videos we discuss uh, right uh, on the Internet. She runs the she runs the Internet. Uh, before we get out of here, I got one more lovely lady to introduce you to. Uh, her name is Joy Taylor. Once again, she is a co-host of the Zazzle and Joy morning show on FM 103, The Ticket in Miami. Now, recently, uh, within the last year, domestic abuse has been... You know, such a big story, and of course with Ray Rice. So Joy shares us a little story about how her personal life and how her professional life come together uh, to impact, you know, more than just the sports world. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Joy Taylor. Ray Rice was a big story, obviously, recently in the NFL with the domestic violence incident that he had, and it it really went viral because of the video and... um, and I have a, a strong domestic violence story myself. And sometimes when we work in our business, we're, we're sort of not asked, but sort of implied that sometimes, you know, you kind of just tell the story and you're supposed to be objective and give your, give your opinion, but not insert, you know, something that's too personal. And, you know, you want to you be able to relate to fans and relate to everybody but uh, but this particular story with Ray Rice really hit home for me, and um, and I chose to write a blog about it on my blog sidelinehype.com, and I just wrote about what happened to me, and and what what sparked me writing the blog in the first place was I was reading all these comments on the story about Janae Rice, and people were calling her a victim, and people were calling her stupid for staying with him, and. You know, they couldn't understand why she would defend him and all these things. And it's a very easy stance to take if you've not been in a domestic violence situation yourself. So it kind of inspired me to write the blog. And and I just told my story. I just told about what happened to me and, you know, how I got out of it and my experience when I was dealing with my domestic violence situation. And... Um, and it got very emotional when when I wrote it, but I felt like it was important for people to know that, you know, while I am in sports broadcasting and I host a sports talk morning show and, you know, we have fun and, you know, we're talking about sports and it's nothing serious. Every once in a while, things do come up in sports that transcend sports. And this was one of those stories. And I wanted people to know that my opinion really held a lot more merit than just the random guy 
barking on the radio. You know, I had lived through this. I lived through that horror, and I wanted people to know that. And, and I also wanted my story to hopefully impact someone else or really just educate people on the fact that domestic violence can happen to anyone. So I posted my blog and, and it really took off. I mean, people were sharing it left and right and it started to go viral. And, and because of the viral nature of the Ray Rice story, some big news outlets started to pick up on it. And I was doing interviews with CNN and Al Sharpton and MSNBC and Newsmax and, you know, all these different outlets. And it was, it was a really crazy experience. Um, because I'm, I'm pretty young in the industry and, and to have, you know, people who are very established and are on national platforms, you know, asking for my opinion about this, not just because it's sports, but also because of my experience was, was something really cool. And it's, it's been one of the highlights of my career so far to be able to do that and reach so many people and spread awareness about something that really means a lot to me and something that I've experienced and seen people experience firsthand. So while that was a horrible situation, I feel like because of the hard work that I put into my career and, and getting my show and building my platform, I was able to spread the word about something that really means a lot to me. So that was, uh, that was probably the coolest moment in my career so far. I mean, I've definitely gotten the opportunity to interview some amazing people and be in some amazing situations and go to the Super Bowl, uh, to, to cover the Super Bowl and all kinds of cool things. But to me, that was, that was something that I'll always remember as, as being able to, to just tell my story and not have people judge me for it and spread awareness and, and educate people through what was a horrible situation for Janae Rice, obviously, but, you know, you try to take the good out of everything. And, um, and that was pretty cool. So I hope you can listen to, uh, Bonix's podcast all the time and also check out my show in Miami on ticket Miami app. We have a podcast as well and Bonix, good luck in everything that you're doing. I love you, bro. I hope to see you soon, and uh, keep kicking ass. This is your boy, Get Nasty, representing for BC One of a Kind out here in Pittsburgh, PA. I just want everybody to know that I'm hooked on bonics. Big shout-out to the lovely Joy Taylor. Make sure you peep her on the Zazzle and Joy morning show on FM 104.3, The Ticket in Miami. Also, follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Joy Taylor Talks. Also, big shout out to the lovely Maura Manzo and, of course, my very special guest, I, Justine, for taking the time out in her busy life to come hang out with us. Make sure you check out her book. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at DJBONICS. Uh, I don't know who the next guest for the podcast is, uh, so if you have any suggestions, feel free to email me, bonixmusic at gmail.com. If you have any questions, and once again, that's bonixmusic. Uh, at gmail.com hooked on Bonix the podcast episode four is a wrap ladies and gentlemen big shout out to all the lovely ladies out there my name is DJ Bonix and you're hooked on Bonix I'm out let's get hooked on Bonix show me what you got yo let's get hooked on Bonix show me what you got